Welcome to Let's Talk About Something Else. I'm here with Mo Fry Pasek and Sudi Green. Hello. Hi. How's everybody feeling on this day? Well, not to brag, you guys, but I just turned in like a big thing that I had to write like Woo! an hour ago. Wow. Because wow. I knew I had to record at four o'clock. We had some technical issues. It's now 427. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling good about that. As far as the greater um, world, I am feeling bad, but I am trying to, I feel like a big thing that's helped me is like maintaining perspective. And compared to many people, I am in a lucky situation. Yeah. Have a, a, a home that I like spending time in. I'm like not particularly at risk in this moment. So I feel like every time I watch the news, I definitely go into a panic spiral. But then I like kind of bring it down and bring it down and bring it down. And like, I don't know. I think maintaining that perspective as far as my like own person has been really helpful. Oh, absolutely. I mean... I actually, let me actually lead us into the actual three minutes so we can officially. Oh, fuck. No, no, no. This is on me completely. Uh, This is, uh, so the way the show works is that we're going to start by talking for exactly three minutes about how we're doing and like given the state of the world. And then I'm going to spin the wheel of other things. The wheel of other things. And whatever we land on, we have to then talk about that for as long as possible. I feel like I fucked it up. We didn't. (laughs) Because here's the thing. I can just edit it. I'll just flip it. I'll flip it around. It's on completely on me. So don't even worry at all. I feel like I just talked and I'm embarrassed. You shouldn't be embarrassed because you know what? I might take what you just said in the editing. No, don't. The, it's bad. It and, wasn't at the right time. No, it's, it can be. Everything can be at the right. Don't even worry. <laughs> What's editing? You keep saying this word. I don't know what it means. I understand. I think that might be the disconnect. I'll send you some some YouTube links. Okay, make sure so, they're videos. I don't want to read anything. No, no, no. It's going to be videos. Not even videos with any text on screen. It's all talk. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to start the three minutes now. So how are we doing? Well, Sudi, how are you doing? <laughs> how are you doing, Mo? Listen, um, it's hour by hour. I am doing good. You know what I say? Doing good. I am here in New York City. I am alive and was having Howard Hughes tendencies and obsessively cleaning everything and myself. And then my good friend, Sudi Green, walked to my home and um, six feet away from me, took me for a walk a couple of days ago. And that has really broken me free from what could have been a, a me and, you know, a little hoarder situation. And I'm feeling uh-huh. good. That's great. I have not yet gone on a six feet away outing with anybody. I feel like I should do that at some point. It restarted me because I had been in isolation. I was just like, yeah, she wasn't leaving her apartment like at all. And also you don't have a window that's facing the street. So you kind of had no idea what it was like in the streets. Mm-hmm. And so it it, re- it reset me seeing a human because we can't touch, but definitely seeing one, I was like, oh, they're here. They're real. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that that's important. And off of what, Sudi, you said before, which will be moved in the edit to this point, <laughs> I or it won't. And then all of this will be part of it. We don't know yet. Awesome. Choice for me to make in, you know, two and a half hours from now. That's your choice. But I do think that I've been really, really thinking a lot about how thankful I am for the exact place I'm at in this moment when this is happening. Because I do agree that, I mean, there's so many people in so many positions that are doing so much more than just like sitting and looking at Twitter. I mean, can you imagine? Yes. 
if you had to do something useful, like imagine if any of us had skills oh that could God. contribute to society, the pressure that 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 the, that people with actual skill. My dad is a head and neck surgeon. My mom's a nurse, and my sister works at 3M, which makes all the masks. And she had to cancel her wedding. And oh my so God! Wow. Whenever I talk to them, and they're like, "It's okay," I'm like, "I'm a piece of shit. I'm a piece of shit." <laughs> wow. <laughs> like you guys are saving the world and canceling your weddings, and I'm just like, I'm so anxious. I did a meditation with angels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That no, I literally I was talking to a friend that I hadn't caught up with in a while. And, uh, and he and I have talked about meditation before. So I was talking about meditation and being like, well, I've been doing it every day, but like, I'm kind of just using it to close my eyes and then think about a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, I'm literally like, okay, what a great chance to sit down and just really obsess about everything. And it's not what it's for, but I was complaining about how that's what I'm doing. And then he was like, well, you know, it's been tough for me to meditate because you know, my wife is like in the hospital all day working and then coming back here. And I was like, yeah, well, what's my excuse for not being able to do it? I'm just worrying about the podcast. I'm just sitting there being like, well, am I ready to record the podcast in four hours from now? How can hey, I be this more, could save more lives ready? Too. This could save lives too. This is what I can offer. It's really not a lot. It doesn't really help anybody, but it's a nice thing to put on and kind of half ignore while you clean again. And you know, on on your point, Matt, I do think that there are a lot of people, you know, out there who are like, let's bring joy, let's bring levity during these hard times. Um, I think that's bullshit. <laughs> I think <laughs> it is, that is the funniest attitude to me. It's such a like tangential um, now more than ever attitude of like, um, a little haha to break up your day. Such crazy times. Here's my little giggle goof. Made something. <laughs> I mean, whatever you gotta do, but don't pretend you're helping people. Yeah, no, it's oh like my listen. God. Sorry, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a very negative point of view. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I listen. Well, you know what? I we're not. It's you're not a hero for going alive. Uh, I think we all can agree. <laughs> but I think that you're, you know, you're doing, you're doing what you can do, right? If I could go to the hospital and do anything, I would, I guess would go. You would um, go live at the hospital. Yeah. This would be a great moment for sort of a modern day Patch Adams to emerge, you know. <laughs> and that's time. So that's our three minutes. Thank you guys for discussing the world with me. I think we made some huge headway. So now I'm going to spin the wheel of other things. You guys ready for that? Yes. So Okay, exciting. here we go. I'm spinning it. Outer space. Oh my no, my brain's gonna explode. That's what we're gonna talk I about. I think that the the that if we're gonna talk about space, I think it's best for me to say that I can only talk about space in the context of movies because I oh, am yeah. a dum dum. Listen, I don't know anything about space. I know here's what I know about space. Okay, <laughs> um, one, it is. Uh, cold and uh, dark. Ooh, freezing, the darkest. Yeah, I also know that you can float around if you want, mm. and but also there are spaceships that maybe can spin or make it so you can stand. That's it. Those are the only two things I know: cold and dark, and that you can float. Am I missing any major space facts? I think dark matter is the most interesting part about space. What's dark matter? Yeah, can you explain dark matter uh, fully, like please? 
So the universe is technically ever expanding, but we can't tell whether or not the matter is ever expanding or ever condensing mm -hmm. because we can't orient what they're not atoms and it's not like a specific quantifiable energy, but we know it exists beyond what we know exists. It's a known, a known unknown. Yes, yes. And it's a very interesting unknown. Right. Because it has a direct effect on our gravitational orbits. Mm -hmm. Wow. That reminds me of uh, a thing that I think about a lot, actually, which is like I read some book. Okay, brag. Yeah. <laughs> I read one book. It was a book about religion, but then at the end of the book, they talked about how with atoms that what we think of as like electrons and like when you picture that learning that in school the way it's like a thing that's kind of rotating around another thing mm -hmm. no one can actually see that that's sort of a guess based on the mathematical and sort of measurable properties around it so like what's inside of that is maybe something that looks like that or could be presented like that but it's actually it's sort of filling a void with an idea so you're saying that atoms are not a perfect circle with perfect rings around them with other little circles around them. I think that that's a guess based on how they interact and how they are can be measured, but that it's actually more like a known unknown kind of, of like where there's something there. Mm. The reason why it was at the end of this book about religion, and I thought it was an interesting way of framing it just for a lot of, for humans in general, but that idea of like, we know that there's something here and we need to label it. But, and by labeling it, it becomes really specific. And then we really think of it as this thing, this right. image. But realistically, the better way to label it might be to say, we just don't really know what's in this space, this feeling that you're having. I mean, it's like a language thing in general. It's like, once you label it, well, I'm angry, it sort of simplifies it. When realistically, maybe that feeling is more complicated, you know? Nikola Tesla would meditate and say he'd go to another planet and speak to, quote, spirits and get um, the entire design for the radio technology. Yet when he was in public, he'd be like, yeah, I thought of it. <sighs> you know what I mean? Right. Once you label it, we can all dump our baggage onto that label. Like once you say spirit, some people will be like, oh, well that is something that I either think is real or not real. But th that's why I think meditation is an interesting example for that. Cause it's like when you're someone who really believes that there's something about it that's very spiritual, I mean, it's not that different than praying or different than a lot of rituals that are kind of in that same space. But once you label it as that, it has such a different stigma or such a different association than just saying, well, I just like sat and took a breath. Like I feel yeah. like- Yeah, I think it uh, kind so of like, like um, it's like almost as like the way the patriarchy labeled women as witches when they were intuitive and like, you know, using herbal healings and stuff. I feel like it totally disempowers it. That's yeah. very true. I also think I'm somebody who kind of takes language and puts my own prejudices on it. Like anything woo-woo or like religious or whatever that I'm very like averse to naturally, I do check out. And I think that it is like, Yes, like, you know, what you're talking about, like Nikola Tesla, like maybe he was in touch with his subconscious, but it is kind of, I feel like I have a lot of, for lack of a better word, triggers with certain words, especially when it comes to the woo-woo where I'm like, oh no, that's not me. And I don't, I'm not, I'm not a fairy bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I love a fairy bitch and I respect yeah. a fairy bitch, but it's just not me. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel the I feel the exact same way. I think I can be very triggered by these particular things that I've like put in a box of like this is not who I am or this is not appealing to me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like often if you release that and embrace the ways in which you're bringing your own baggage to it, like there's always pieces of it that you are like, "Oh, well that this actually does make sense or this is actually more something that I can relate to. I just would never have labeled it like this." Mm -hmm. 
Wow, outer space has really kicked us into a very existential place. But uh, to bring us back briefly, do you guys have any desire to be there, to ever go there? No, not at all. Space is all, and this is also like the movies that we watch, space is all about something going wrong. I mean, we're not supposed to be there. So it's all about like, what if space finds out that you're there and and they find out that you're not supposed to be there? My grandpa worked for NASA for 40 years and my uncle worked for Hughes Aircraft doing in like space division for another 30. And I love them and they're incredible. And like, but like knowing the history of like those men and like all of them working on the Apollos and stuff, I'm like, you're putting your hands in like a small group of homies, a small group of people yeah. with ego. I mean, they don't they don't do it because it's safe. I think that's also the thing. It's like a personality difference. And thank God there are people out there who like have uh, can see the greater picture and like are are willing to take those risks. Because also, like again, I'm like an unskilled bag of beans, like you know, covered in skin <laughs> in the corner of my apartment in Brooklyn, and I'm like, you know, focused on making cold brew all day. Like that is like I'm weak. I'm bad. These people, they don't do it because it's safe. They do it because they feel that calling. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that none of us seem like we're super pumped to go to space, but if let's say that there was a scenario where we were starting like the Mars colony and let's say that it was very safe, people are going back and forth and we're building a little community on Mars. I do think, I don't know about you guys, but I do think there's something kind of weirdly appealing to me about the idea of like the a new thing being built. Uh, if it was being built, I mean, but it, I guess it completely depends on who's doing it. I, I mean, it could be this utopia, beautiful thing, but more likely it would be like Amazon and Dr. Pepper are in charge of it. I think the idea of starting fresh is very appealing to me. And I feel like the idea that you could go somewhere and strip away sort of like all of the bullshit that society has created especially living in like a major metropolitan area and spending too much time on twitter and you could go somewhere where it really is like about like okay make food in the earth like teach the children what humanity is like teach right. people who've never been to earth like what the sistine chapel is you know what i mean like i feel like that aspect of it like i have a fantasy that i will just like move upstate and like try and make mugs and i think mars yeah. mars could be the new upstate <laughs> oh yeah mars would be the ultimate upstate it's so weird to think of another group of humans living somewhere that's just far enough away that you start to have those cultural separations of like well you know that's a very like earth thing kids from mars are like going to nyu and it's like yeah that's like such a like mars kid thing to say <laughs> right yeah do you, what movies are you guys' touchstones for, I mean, what is like, when you think of outer space, what is the movie that you feel the most connection to? I definitely think about Star Trek. Which Star Trek? The only Star Trek that I see is an era that I watch consistently was like Captain Janeway, which mm. I think is Next Generation. Yeah, I don't know. But I, th I grew up with like a lot of, my dad's a big Star Trek nerd and I grew up with a lot of Star Trek in the background and I feel like that's kind of my pastiche, which is like an army federation kind of vibe of like, that's how Earth is sort of out there. And then it's like every different planet has um, one ecosystem for the whole planet, which is like, this is a jungle <laughs> planet or a desert right. planet. And unlike Earth, where we have jungles and deserts, actually, this whole planet is ice. And... <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> 
Everybody yeah. speaks English and everybody has two arms and two legs and a weird forehead. <laughs> and yeah. that is what I think of as space. Yeah, I, that is true. I've never thought about the fact that everyone always has two arms and two legs and then it's just like a weird All aliens thing. have like have two eyes and a nose. Like right. why would that ever happen? Like think of the biodiversity that happens on Earth. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, everybody is a standing upright primate esque. Yeah. It's like they're millions of light years separated, but the only difference is they're like a they're blue and they have a wrinkly forehead. Absolutely. You have to in Star Trek, you have to have a crinkly forehead. And the yeah. more crinkly <laughs> your forehead, the worse, the more evil you are. And if you're like a alien who just kind of has like a fun tattoo on their eye, then you're like good and like you're probably gonna have sex with somebody on the spaceship. Right. But if you have like a really crinkly forehead and like maybe a lot of hair um, unfortunately, you are a bad guy. I don't make the rules. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what about you, Mo? M- mine's not movie. Mine is absolutely also fantasy-based space, but I'm a through-and-through Doctor Who girl. Oh, really? Yeah, we'll give it up to them. Is that They do have a little bit of diversity when it comes to their villains and space creatures. You know, Some of them will literally be like a, a vase. <laughs> and they're like, it's the most advanced technology. <laughs> and they're psychic. Wait, just like a talking vase? <laughs> no, it won't talk. It'll just kill you. Like they have very interesting plot lines and like timelines and it plays with like, it's very interesting. And I also am very grateful that didn't get tattoos till later in life because if I was getting tattoos in college, I would have like a giant TARDIS on my back, which is <laughs> the police box that the Doctor Who flies oh, around yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. What about you? I'm a, I, I was a big Star Wars person as a kid and still am, uh, even if it disappoints me at times. I have a love for it that is too deeply ingrained that it can't go away. Like just the music and the imagery of it, it will always kind of evoke like a childhood thing for me that I can't avoid. Um, totally. If I may change the subject, um, sure. how do you feel about aliens? Do you think that there are aliens? Do we believe in aliens? <laughs> I think that like like what we were saying about language like earlier, the idea that there are like Star Trek-esque green guys with two arms and two legs walking around on some other planet. No, I think it's crazy to think that there isn't life on other planets. I'm almost similar, almost the same um, in that, but I'm like, my thing is that you just can't know the odds. So it could be super likely we just don't understand. Like we could be like staring it in the face and don't get it. Because like, and I absolutely do believe in aliens, but it's a language thing again. Because the second you say I believe in aliens, people are like, cuckoo, you're going to go up in a saucer? <laughs> and you're like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. no, not at all. But it is right. Yeah. Like I think there is like definitely, definitely endless possibilities. I, I believe in the numbers game as well. Like I think that there's no way that it's just us. It just seems ridiculous. But I also agree, Sudi, that it's probably like gook. It's probably like a gook that can think a little and it's Mm -hmm. not going anywhere. Or if it is, it was able to travel 3,000 years before we were ready for it and then 5,000 years after we're all gone. Yeah. But, you know, who knows? I mean, that would definitely uh, change the way that I approached the podcast if there were aliens. You know, because you'd be trying to like book them and stuff. Exactly, we'd well, be trying to book them, and you'd be trying to figure out, well, like, what are they like? Wow, It'll yeah. change the way that we make art, you know. Well, I think we've done a very good job. Do you guys feel that way? I feel incredible, and I would say that actually, I think you've done a really good. That's job. so nice. Well, of you I would say, agree with but- that. I would also put the emphasis on Matt as well, and I would also say I love that we kind of represent it. Like entertainment's three main um, 
space genres, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah, that's true. You mean Star Wars, Star Trek, and Doctor Who. Yeah, I'm really proud of us for that organically happening. Yeah, well, I, think I guess I'm... I don't have, yeah, mm, sorry, I'm saying nothing, continue. <laughs> no, no, you should, listen, it's a pod, the whole idea of a podcast is we all just say whatever we're going to say, and then I edit it later, remember that? Okay, again, like, I need those videos really soon. No, but what were you going to say? No, nothing. I was just going to say that, like, I feel like when it comes to sci-fi and a lot of fantasy, I'm, like, interested but not invested. Like, I can appreciate all of it. And I was, like, a big Harry Potter kid and a big Lord of the Rings kid. But Mm -hmm. in my adult life, I don't think that I'm, like, a canonical fan of anything. But I do like it all i think the right amount (laughs) which is to say nothing and that's why i didn't want to say it wow it's not hard for me to kind of uncynically still celebrate these like things that i loved at that time you know like i think with star wars even like you know the the new movie came out and many people didn't like it or felt disappointed and all this sort of thing and i loved it the newest the last one i wept at the end of the movie, I wept. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, I actually struggle with some of these things that I grew up with because on some level when it comes out, I'm just like, listen, it was good. I had a nice time. It was the magical world with the people I like. Like, I don't want to talk about- That's exactly how I feel. Yeah, like I don't want to talk about like the second act problems of the whatever or the this or that. I want to just be like, look, it's the magical fun. It's the shiny guy and his little box friend. And I love them. (laughs) And I want them to do I want them to do well, and to be happy. And then they are and that's nice. Yeah, I had fun. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna wrap it up. You guys ready for that? (laughs) Yes, I'm ready for that. (laughs) My delivery is supposed to arrive. So we have to. Okay. Oh, my God. You have an all delivery arriving? Yeah. Are you gonna immediately throw it away? Well, I do use bleach sanitizer. This is what happens when you have a whole day for this, you know? Like, you can now spend the mm-hmm. rest of the afternoon, if you want, worrying about the fact that a box just came from the world, you know? Oh, don't worry. I will. Absolutely. Okay, good. Well, listen, to wrap it up, we've, uh, I think we've really figured out what outer space is, what it's for, and why people love it. I think that we've really gotten to the bottom of that. Uh, if there are aliens out there, what would let's maybe each give a message to the alien. What would be our... Like a time capsule, shoot it into space to reach them. What would we want to say? Um, so we're just... Because I would want eventually to ask them how we could work together. That's my would be my eventual hope. Or like how could I learn from you? But I guess if I wanted to, to know something, it would be about like... It would be about the base of humanity and that just like connection. Hi, thank you so much. I can't open the door, but you could just leave it there. Oh, you're the best. Thank you so, so much. You too. Stay safe. It just came. Wow. That's awesome. Wait, and did you, where is it now? It's sitting at the door? Yeah, it's at the door. Yeah. Oh my God. This is exciting. First of all, I would send the aliens that, what Mo just said, but then on the tail end, include her receiving her delivery. (laughs) Right. During a pandemic. Yeah. The warmth of humanity and kind of like how humans connect um (laughs) i honestly think if i had to send a message to aliens i would send a vogue makeup tutorial like the ones that celebrities do into the mirror Uh like one that is like 
really complicated, like the one that Cindy Crawford did or the one that Liv Tyler did that had like a hundred products in it. Because then I think that aliens would understand the prison that women are in. And I think that that would just kind of sort of be interesting to them to see sort of. (laughs) Right. The in- so they just... insane uh, beauty standards. Right. <laughs> I understand. You want them and to... And also learn they're... what, like, a serum is, you know, which is important. Right. And, like, the difference between, like, retinols and, um, you know, the other things. They would learn a little something as well, while also learning about the darker sides of the gender dynamics of, of the human race. I've been watching a lot of Vogue videos, so that's why I said that. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll go with what I've been watching, too, so maybe I'll, uh, I'll put into the... Uh, the the box to send to aliens ellen giving people surprise money a big montage oh my god that's so good that's humanity i've been talking to people about their various kinds of addictions in this time period and i'm lucky that the main thing that i'm addicted to is watching ellen give people things (laughs) i've seen every video that exists of ellen giving somebody something when they don't expect it i literally we'll go to the YouTube page and we'll make sure I've seen all the new ones. So I think maybe I would just do a greatest hits of that. Maybe throw in a couple of her scaring like Miley Cyrus because the scares are fun too, you know, so you could have a couple scares. The scares are fun. Well, thank you guys both for doing the, the podcast. And that is what this was, believe it or not. A podcast? Yes. So thank you so much. Uh, and now that's the end. We say goodbye. Thank you for having me. Bye. <laughs>